Wakey Wakey Eggs and Bakey Podcast. Cliff Hersley here with Mike West, A.T. Hersley, and Nick Asbury, where we are back from a little vacation hiatus to talk about everything that's going on in the world today, politics, sports, the crazy shit that's happening around the globe. We're going to talk about it right here. Four dudes just shooting the breeze, figuring out the world's problems. Guys, we've been away a couple weeks, but uh, coronavirus cases spiking once again. Uh, I know here in Kansas City just today, the mayor announcing that uh, we all got to start wearing masks when we go into any Kansas City business starting on Monday. Uh, bars in Texas and Florida closing again. Um, the Black Lives Matters protests still going on. Uh, statues of Confederate generals as well as Founding fathers uh, potentially being torn down. Sports are coming back. Uh, the NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball finally got its ass in check. It will start uh, next Wednesday with spring training. And uh, so there's, there's a lot going on, a lot to talk about. Uh, the dog is barking. It wants to get its thoughts in as well. So we'll get started with the What's going on in the world today? Um, so the election's heating up. All the national polls are showing Joe Biden winning this uh, by eight to ten points. Um, guys, uh, President Trump has you know gone out and done a lot of rallies over the last week or so. Joe Biden doing rallies of six <laughs> to seven people. Uh, what what are what, what are you guys seeing out there? Well, first of all, those Joe Biden rallies are pretty funny. Just the pictures, it just looks so sad. I mean, I poll, polls are, you know, they the Trump was losing the Hillary polls too. You know, who who exactly are they polling? You know, what type of people? You know, I I, I don't necessarily believe the polls, but yeah, it, it would be interesting to see the demographic on who they're actually yeah. polling for these. I I do think that Trump is losing some ground with on the coronavirus and to the all the other issues going on right now currently. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I saw pictures of, like, circles taped on the ground <laughs> and people sitting. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, it's a problem. Coronavirus is obviously a problem, but it just it looked like the biggest dipshit shit show I've ever seen. And then I saw Trump the other day, like, I know everybody's been making a big deal out of how he drinks his water. Did you guys see him address that on stage and drink it out of the glass and just kind of throw the glass <laughs> to the side? I, I, he's 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 like something from a fucking movie, man. He's it's like he's just trying to seem cool all the time. I, I don't know. You know, it's again we're uh, less than five months out now. Um, we still have yet to go to the debate stage. Um, in all likelihood, one of these two men is going to be president. We still don't know who Joe Biden's going to pick as his vice president. <clears throat> Joe Biden doesn't even know he's running for president. Yeah. So. Uh, Joe Biden is his own vice president at this point. He's a, just going to do it all. A lot of, uh, lot of speculations showing Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren. He has said he's going to pick a woman, Didn't which is probably the right one. Klo- Klobuchar is her name, right? Didn't she She dropped out of the race? Cause she- yeah, I, I, I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that she's, she met the qualifications Joe Biden wanted. Um, 
you know, he there's there's no telling who he can <laughs> I want to know what his qualifications are. One full blooded Indian. That's why Elizabeth Warren's being considered. <laughs> yeah. Um and obviously uh President Trump, I, I guess, unless something drastic changes, is gonna pick Mike Pence again. I mean he hasn't formally announced that, but I assume that's what's happening. That'd be hilarious if he didn't if he just <laughs> jumped Mike Pence. Just at the at the convention. I'm sorry, Mike, you're not you're not my vice president anymore, you're fired. Yeah. That'd be great. And then he picks, I don't know, somebody from the stands. That'd be tremendous. That would be hilarious. I, I, I do like Pence, though. I, I think he's a good VP. But, you know, here locally amongst the, the four of us, we're trying to meme Joe Jorgensen into the uh, into the White House. Uh, I was doing some math today. So the Libertarians got 4 million votes in 2016. They need to add another 36 million to get 33.3% of the vote. And then they would have a shot at winning the electoral college. Uh, so we got some memeing to do for the libertarians, but uh, you know, I, I do think a lot of Americans want a third option or another option. They just uh, they, they just don't feel that uh, they're they're using their vote wisely by voting third party. I would would tell you that uh, that's not necessarily the case. Uh, you should you should vote your conscience and what you. What you believe in? She does drink whiskey and play hockey. So, and her vice president not winning my book. And she's a Blackhawks fan. That's so. she knows. Okay. She knows how Spike to win. Cohen looks like the most average guy I've ever seen in you, America. You had me with whiskey, hockey, and a VP named Spike, but she lost me with the Blackhawks. I, oh, you just well. had to drop that little fact there. We all can't be winners, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, but. <laughs> So we'll, we'll, we'll see where, where that ends up. Uh, it's obviously an uphill climb for any third-party candidate. If they can get on the debate stage, a reminder of the qualifications are that they've got to get 15% in the national polls. Uh, probably not going to happen, but we can keep wishing it'll happen and finally get someone reasonable in office. Um, you know, but everything that's been going on with coronavirus and now – the, the topic I, I want to discuss with you guys is the removal of Confederate general statues in America and what your thoughts are on that. Is it, is it valid? Is it invalid? What, what are your thoughts? And I think it's a bit like to me, I, like, I, don't, I don't really care, to be honest. Like if you want to tear them down, tear them down. If it means that much to you, if, that, if, if tearing down those old racist guys' statues is going to make you feel better then sure, I, I mean, I don't really care, um, to be honest. But I, I don't think it necessarily does anything. I don't think it really matters. I can, I can understand the Confederate statues. Um, I don't think all Confederate generals were racist. A lot of them were fighting for different reasons. But, it you know, civil rights did have something to do with that for sure, definitely. They're tearing down a lot of statues that, have nothing to do with racism. I mean, it's just a lack of knowledge there. I I want to say the statues don't matter, but they do to a lot of people. I mean, there's people upset they're getting torn down and people are upset they're up. So, I mean, they're, they're definitely, they definitely do matter to people. So I don't know my take. I think it depends on the statue. Honestly, I think it depends on the person who you're tearing down. Yeah. I'm kind of with you on that one. I mean, I see, I see the reasonings behind tearing down some of these and, and what these people stood for. But at the same time, you know, it is part of our history. 
and we can't just act like it didn't happen. Obviously, um, you know, some were racist, some were slave owners, you know, whatever the case may be, but that also built us into, you know, the country we are. And obviously right now our country's not great, but it is part of our history and it's part of what made us, you know, the United States. It's I mean, weird. I'm not like, I, I, I don't think we should celebrate shitty people. So if they did shitty things, I mean, then take down their fucking statues. I mean, it, it is what it, it is what it is. It's, it's not my heritage that was like, I, I, I don't claim to be a Southern man. So the Confederate shit doesn't bother me at all. I mean, they're fucking losers. So what you're celebrating a heritage of losing. I, so, I don't really care. So, so what do you think about George Washington and Thomas Jefferson? I don't know. I mean, I haven't really looked into them tearing down very many statues, to be honest with you. I mean, I see it going on and I understand why it's going on. And it's not really, I don't really care, to be honest. I, I don't know. I mean, does, did George Washington have slaves? Was he a racist guy? I mean, if that's the case, we got to make a decision what the fuck we're going to stand for in America. I mean, at the end of the day, do we want to celebrate a guy that was a racist and a slave owner? Do we want to justify it? Just because he was our first president, just because he was a yeah, you I mean, know, a big part of our American history. I, that's yeah. what I mean. A general who I, gave I, us independence. No, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, under, I understand, <laughs> but what you're going against too, though, is I mean, he didn't give some people independence. In fact, some people he treated like property. Right. I, I well, and I think that, too, you've got the statues coming down soon. This is going to start to affect sports and whether it's team names or arena names. I know a long time people were still upset with Kentucky being Rupp arena and Adolph Rupp people thinking he was racist. I mean, if this was starting with statues, eventually it's going to leak into sports. It's going to leak into arena names and you're going to have people that fight that too. Yeah. I, I think there's a line too when, when you, when you talk about sports, the Washington Redskins, that is a terrible name. That is an awful name. Like, but the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, a lot of people think chief is a derogatory term. Chief is a French word. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't I don't get offended by the name shit. Uh, like I there, say, I, I get it. I understand. There, it's, some other people get offended by it, but what we we as society we do have to quit catering to everybody that complains about everything. Oh, yeah. there are I, certain I, things that we need to take seriously, and there are certain things that yeah. we can brush off. There's, cancel culture has gone way too far. I mean, you've got idiots out in the street pulling down statues of U.S. Grant and Abraham Lincoln. Um, guys, they fought for the Union. Uh, Matthias Baldwin uh, was an abolitionist. Yeah, they're turning Thirty down a lot. years before the Civil War. Um, you know, for me, the Confederate generals, I kind of view them like I do generals of other um, countries we fought, like Erwin Rommel, uh, military genius, Robert E. Lee, military genius, fought for a losing side. I like you, you could, to me, you can separate it, or you can say Robert E. Lee was a great general, but he fought for the wrong things. Uh, you know, Stonewall Jackson was a great general, but he fought for the wrong things. So we have to look at people for their entire body of work. Like Thomas Jefferson, to me, has advanced, is solely responsible for advancing human liberty more than any other person. But he owns slaves, you know. I'm disappointed about that because I'm a big Thomas Jefferson fan. The guy wrote the Declaration of Independence. In there, that document states that all men are created equal. Now, did he really believe that? I don't know. But he wrote it in there, so I have to assume that's what he really believed. His 
thoughts on slaves. I mean, he owned slaves. So obviously he's a he's a contradiction. You know, he allegedly had six children with one of his slaves, Sally Emmons, um, and apparently did, didn't treat them like his white children. Um, so, you know, the, the guy's a big contradiction, but at, at the whole, I, you know, it, his, his writings about the freedom of man and the, the advancement of liberty and equality, I, you know, I don't, think, I don't think you can remove Thomas Jefferson off Mount Rushmore. I don't think you can remove George Washington off Mount Rushmore. No, yeah. these guys did. These guys, you know, they, they had America's original sin, which is slavery. Um, you know, that's, that's something that, that we have to deal with, and that's something we have to acknowledge as Americans. Uh, it's something that was terrible. We also have to acknowledge that several thousand men gave their lives in the Civil War to, uh, to free the slaves. And I, I get it. That, that wasn't just, wow, everybody's equal after that. But, you know, we, we are, I think we're making progress, and we need to continue to make progress. But, uh, you know, tearing down statues of U.S. Grant and, and Thomas Jefferson and Abraham Lincoln, you know, to, to me, that doesn't do it. The Confederate generals, I couldn't care less. Do whatever you want. Yeah, that's how I am, too. Like, I don't give a shit about you know, those guys. Yeah, they lost the war. I'm sorry. Like, the... The stars and bars flag, I never never was drawn to it. Like you'd yeah. see it at NASCAR events or whatever, but that's not my flag. My flag's the American flag. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, hundred percent. That's all. Or, 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 or the Gadsden flag. You know, don't tread on me. Yeah. Don't step on snake. Right, right. Uh, fuck around and find out. So <laughs> you know, uh, again, and, and and I'm the biggest First Amendment advocate out there. You have a right to be racist as long as you're not harming anybody. You have a right to fly that rebel flag as long as you're not harming anybody. You're not physically harming anybody with it. So, you know, I it just it drives me nuts that we've gone too far in council culture. But I understand we need to be a little more considerate of what's going on in the nation today. They're trying to cancel Robert Downey Jr. right now. Why is that? Tropic Thunder for playing Jesus. blackface. Which, I mean, I, I would say that I, blackface is inappropriate, yes. But in a movie, I mean, that in that movie, I feel like they addressed that. That it was wrong. And, that was the whole point and then, it. Yeah, I, I, and I, I genuinely think that. And I, I, I can't, like, people that, I, I was reading through tweets today that were like, I've never seen this movie, but I can't believe Robert Downey Jr. would do that. Blah, blah, blah. We should cancel him. It's like, you're a dipshit. You didn't even watch it. Why haven't you seen Tropic Thunder? Well, because they're losers. (laughs) It's a good movie. That's why they're putting opinions out there on something that they don't even have. They don't have any uh, knowledge on. You know, I mean, how, how how can you have an opinion on something you've never even fucking seen? Yeah, just because I, somebody tells you Robert Downey Jr. was wearing blackface in that movie, like you saw a picture of it, so now you immediately want to go off and make yeah. make some big rant and you want to cancel this guy's whole life. Watch the fucking movie, and, so, and, and it, it, it 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 goes towards that. Some people just bitch to bitch, though. Yeah, that's I why mean, we that's need just, to quit fucking taking everything and canceling everything. It, it, it was 100 right. When people do shit like that, it takes away from the actual purpose of what we're trying to do here. I, I think 100% it makes this cause less legitimate when we start just attacking People take you a lot less bullshit. seriously. It's a boy that cried wolf. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. But, you, know, you can't bitch about everything. You know, and here, here's the other thing that drives me nuts about all this protesting is when, you know, in Seattle, they open up this 
Chaz thing where those fucking losers. <laughs> this, this this is a perfect example of why communism doesn't work. Commie town, yeah. They they pretty much pour topsoil on top of the ground and expect to have plants. Well, in about a month, four people are going to be able to eat a salad. So I don't know. Like they're they're not if they don't want to be a part of the United States any longer, then they should not have access to United States electricity, United States water. They should do it themselves. Hundred percent. I saw uh, like uh, somebody that said, "I know how to solve this problem. You set up a boundary one block out, chain, you know, barbed wire fences. You put the guard around them." And you just treat them like a foreign country. You want to leave the Chaz? Where's your passport? You don't have a Chaz passport. That's unfortunate. People you can't come into my country. Eight, eight and a half by eleven sheets of paper. I am from Chaz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I fucking hate that dude. And and they they were saying the same shit. Cut them off from the Wi-Fi. Cut them off from electricity, sewage, all that stuff. Yeah, you don't give them any water, electricity. They're gonna rethink. They're gonna automatically idea. go. Oh, okay, we should probably never mind. It was just a joke. We oh, were just sorry. hanging we out. We're gonna go back to our mom's basement. Yeah, exactly. Communism is definitely not the answer to racism. No, no, no. no. I can assure you. No, you know, you know what the answer is is to promote freedom and to begin to break down the systemic. Racism in our government. Government is not the answer to these problems. I mean, you, you, you look at it, there are things put in our government <clears throat> statutes today that disadvantage people of color. It, 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 it's how it is, and that's not right. Now, uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that all police officers are bad, because that's not the case. I'm not going to deal in absolutes. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. But... Does the system need to change? Absolutely. Absolutely it needs to change. We need to understand, um, you know, why our military can be better at, uh, at, you know, apprehending a bad person better than our police who just, in a lot of cases, just shoot. Shoot first, ask questions later. When our military doesn't do that. Yeah, that's what I, I want to, I don't know why we can't hold them to the same standards that we hold our military to. As far as, you know, increasing training, boot camp, AIT, all that shit that military personnel go through, extensive training. Why aren't we doing the same thing here? Why are the rules of engagement better for you if you're an adversary over in foreign countries than they are here in America? Right. And in foreign countries, we can't fire unless we're fired upon. But here in our backyard, we can just shoot the shit out of people. Yeah, it doesn't make any it, fucking sense. It doesn't. There needs to be more train. I mean, there no, needs the to be point police is, reform. We're controlling our fucking citizens too damn much. We have too much government. There's way too much control. That's the bottom line. And, and the more we elect democratic people, they're just making more and more people dependent on the government. And they're growing the government size. And we need fucking way less of it. We need less rules. We need less government. And the citizens should be able to have the same firearms that the United States government and police departments have. If a citizen has the money and the capability and can get the licensing to buy an Abrams tank, they should be able to. Agreed. Yes. If I could own a rocket launcher, I would like to do so for no other reason than if it's time for everyone to go. Boogaloo. It's time. <laughs> we, we, have, we have this narrative in our country that, uh, that less weapons – is is a good thing, and I, I've always argued that if you outlaw guns, only outlaws will have guns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this this is to me this is part of how you solve the issue. When whites stormed the Capitol buildings several months ago, 
because they didn't want to wear a face mask with fully decked out AR-15s. Did the police do anything? No, they didn't because you have an armed <laughs> yeah. citizenry. Yeah. I, 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 I would agree wholeheartedly. People need to buy a weapon to protect themselves today because you can't rely on the government to do it. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. What's I funny to me. People have been saying that I'm a fucking loon for years by saying, like, I want my AR-15, you know, blah, blah. Well, why would you want something like that? Just in case shit hits the fan and I got to, you know, go out and fucking defend myself. Oh, dude, the government would never fucking do anything like that to the citizens. Bullshit, dude. Watch the National Guard guys shoot a, shoot a woman with a rubber bullet on her own front fucking porch. I'd have shot a real one back. We, you know, we, our, the government slaughtered the Native Americans here. I mean, you, you, you think it couldn't happen? I'm not saying it would. I think the likelihood is low. But an armed citizenship is a safe citizenship to me. 100%. Absolutely. And, yep. and to me, if if I was in a situation where I didn't have a weapon, I'd be trying to find one because I am protecting my family, and it, it to me it's it's the best way to prevent tyranny. So I, I would I would suggest that uh, you know you, you you go through the steps to buy a firearm to protect your family. Um, I don't I don't think there's anything radical in saying that. Absolutely no. I think Just, you're, I think you're radical as fuck for not owning a gun. I think that's the craziest shit I've ever heard of. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think it's lunacy that, that you wouldn't have one. Now, there's, you, you know, you need to be safe with it. You don't need to have your Glock laying out on the counter with your small children running around. Well, no, and, if you and, don't have any children, you can leave that. Well, well number, number, number one, you need to know how to use it. Yeah, you can't number, just go get a gun. Number one is I got a gun now. Gun safety. I, I, I saw I saw this picture on Facebook a couple days ago. And it infuriated. The six it, kids, yeah, three white, had, three black. It, it had three yeah. black kids and three white kids, and they each had a weapon in their hands. And it said, "If if you don't agree with the blacks having guns, then and agree with the whites having guns, then you're a piece of shit," or something along those lines. Well, first of all, all six of those kids had their hands on the trigger. Holy crap! Rule number one of gun safety. Well, that's actually rule number rule number one is. Always keep the muzzle pointed. Always keep the muzzle in a pointed in a safe, direction. safe direction. Number yeah. two is keep your goddamn hands off the trigger. Yeah, unless you're ready, unless you're gonna shoot your gun, your finger doesn't nope. be and nowhere near it. The the one kid had the pistol pointed at the other kid. That was a big no no as well. <laughs> but I mean, outside of those three major infractions, nothing wrong with that picture. I saw a an armed family that would be able to protect itself, and a family that. With a little bit of gun safety training, you know, would be able to uh, to defend themselves and and you know enjoy a, a good hobby like shooting targets. So, it, you know, I I know I sit here and I sound like a radical, um, you know, by saying if you want to buy an Abrams tank, you should be able to. And and people people think I'm crazy because because I've adopted this view of um, I believe in more freedom than you do, uh, essentially. Um, and the government should be so small I can barely see it. But damn it, for for the last 150 years, we've dealt with progressive governments that have only grown the size of government and have only spent our money in wasteful ways, have got us into endless and costly wars that have, give, that have cost us a lot of American soldiers' lives. They've spent a trillion dollars on education and the graduation rate's gone down. 
Healthcare is a disaster because they don't know how to spend the money. The fucking post office doesn't work because it's government run. You name <laughs> one thing that the government does in a private industry. You can't. Right. You cannot. And Cliff, there's a lot of people who are starting to think like you. It's about time. Yeah, but the problem is a lot of those people still are too fucking scared. It's going to take time. It is. I just I don't see the fear in it. I don't. I like at this point, what you're looking at is four more years of the same bullshit that we've been going through for Cliff, then, how long? 150 years. Uh, I'm fucking. Then tired guess of what's going to happen next? It's going to take years, man. Then the I know it's going to take time. I'm impatient, bro. I and and that people need to be impatient for change to happen. That's yeah. That's but, the one thing. But, but I, nobody else is impatient. Like that's the one thing that's making me fucking furious is people are patient for well uh, you, you know it, don't be it goes with working too if somebody's comfy in a spot and they're cool in their life they're not gonna try to do anything different i don't know how anybody can be comfortable and cool in america right now but it's, it's a complete shit show i there's probably a bunch of people out there that are though and you know them yeah because yeah. fucking. you angry. see them every day you oh, guys yeah? see these people every single day who don't give a shit because it doesn't affect them because it yep. doesn't affect them and I'm going to be honest, the president of the United States really doesn't affect you. What affects you and what really should affect you and what you should be passionate about is your local officials. You need to get them on because they're the ones that enact the change closest to you. And right now, they're failing you at every level. You're being failed at the local level. You're being failed at the state level. You're being failed at the federal level. They have failed you. And the definition of insanity is doing the same thing mm-hmm. over and over again and expecting a different result. Oh, this election is too important for me to waste my vote on a third-party candidate. No, this election is too important for you to keep doing the same damn thing you've been no, doing. Th- this election yeah. is another opportunity for you to actually make a damn difference and some change. I, it's not going to happen overnight, but you have no. to start now. I was arguing with my aunt over that, and she said that I'm wasting my vote by voting for Joe Jorgensen. I said I'm not wasting my vote for voting for one of those two pieces of shit yeah. that are in the Republican or Democrat Party. I'm getting told that I'm wasting my vote because I'm voting for somebody who actually upholds American fucking constitution. Do you believe it? Do you believe in Joe? Fuck yeah. Then and that's, that's why you should vote for him. That's like, why I'm going exactly. to. Like, but like when I ask people, like, why are you voting for Biden? Well, he's not Trump. Or my favorite one that I got the other day was he has experience and he can work across the aisle. Okay, so does Donald Trump. He's had 50 years in public office, and he hasn't done a damn thing. His number one achievement is signing the 1994 crime bill, which has disproportionately imprisoned African Americans in this country. He has done nothing for the American militarization of our police. Fucking, and then you got Reagan with the drug on war or war on drugs. I mean, we've been we've been chasing this shit for so long. Just to fucking make money, just to fucking hold black people down. It's bullshit. The two-party system has held you down. And if you listen to this podcast, you've got to understand that dangerous freedom is better than peaceful slavery. You have to understand that. Freedom is the most important thing you can have. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's right there. It's right there in the founding documents. Our founding fathers would be libertarians today. I'm convinced of it. I'm convinced. Of it. I think our founding fathers would be fucking sick, and I think our founding fathers would revolt against the government that we have. Exactly. Well, our founding fathers revolted against a three percent tax on tea. <laughs> yeah. And today, you're paying almost a quarter of your income to some sort of tax. Yep. We have become soft. This is the pussification of America. <laughs> I agree, one hundred percent, and that's why I think 
I mean, fuck, China's about to overtake our economy as the world's greatest economy. And at that point, what the fuck do we have? If nothing. nothing. Fucking nothing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing what we've done. We're running out of time on the segment. America has got to be the world leader again from a freedom point of view. Or else the alternative is a Russian or Chinese communist authoritarian dictatorship that will run the world and darkness will fall over the planet. I guarantee it. Elon Musk, keep doing what you're doing with SpaceX. Another example of the private industry working better than the government-run so industry. That was When I saw that, everybody's like preaching how cool it is. Remember who the fuck did that? A citizen did that. Mm-hmm. Not our government. Our government sucks my ass. And an immigrant, too. Someone who came to America to make a better life for himself, and he did it. Mike that and I sat there watching. That was our, you know, that was oh, our man. thought of the whole we process, it. and it was amazing yeah. to see. Guys, I, I, th- I think we could probably talk about this in the next week. I don't know what's going to come up. I'm getting passionate. I'm getting heated. <laughs> I need to take my shirt off. I'm getting hot. And <laughs> Please don't. I'm, I'm wearing Please a don't. Mike Jordan jersey today because I'm just fucking balling on these guys. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be back. Welcome back to the Wakey Wakey Eggs and Bakey Podcast, where I've just put a down deposit down on a uh, Abrams tank. Down deposit. Down deposit down on the tank. There's this guy on TikTok, and it's it's like what Italian dads would say. Oh yeah, he's the funniest guy out there. Crack your lips on your mic. Hey, hey, kid, what are you stupid or something? It's hilarious. There's a cat staring at me right now. It's a little weird. So you know, we we left off the last break with um, what mostly we probably perceived to be crazy talk, but. uh, you know, that, that, that's really how we feel. And I think a lot of people, to, to Eric's point, are, are coming around to the idea of being a more liberty-minded movement. On the other hand, I think a lot of people are moving towards the communist mindset. And a lot of people in our generation are, are heading towards that socialist, the AOC viewpoint that government can take care of you from cradle to grave. So, I, you know, we, we, can, we can continue to talk politics if you guys want. We can, we can talk sports. Obviously, Major League Baseball is coming back. Training or uh, About damn spring time. training or summer training, whatever you want to call it, starts Wednesday. Sixty game season, and one of our listeners, Stephen Cooper, uh, reached out to us before the show and said, "If a guy hits four hundred in the MLB season this year, should it be celebrated? Like, should it be an official thing?" No, <laughs> you're you're playing sixty games. I mean, that there there are certain things that I think if that happens this year, and I think Mike said it earlier. If you have a guy that goes out and hits 74 home runs in 60 games, fucking celebrate that. If somebody hits 460 games, no, that, that should not be celebrated for anything. I, I think somebody will hit 400. See, t- I, I, I don't. I say fuck it. I think you know who's going to do it? I, I don't, Whit Merrifield. I don't Jared know what's going <laughs> I, I don't know what's going to happen this season. I, I mean, 60 games, these guys. Trash can, no trash can. I mean, no trash can hits the hit by pitch, though. They're athletes. They're probably going to put up decent numbers, you know, whatever. I don't know, 400, that's still a crazy number. I mean, that would still be impressive. So I read an article that the first 60 games of the season over the last 20 seasons, the closest guy to come to 400 was Chipper Jones in 2008, and he batted 386. So I don't think it's going to happen. If it does happen, mm. it doesn't count. Come on, 60 no. games. You know, people, people – 
when Roger Maris broke Babe Ruth's home run record, people said it didn't count because he played eight more games than Ruth did because the season was longer when mm-hmm. Maris played. So when McGuire and Sosa did it before Ruth, they're like, oh, yeah, he finally, you know, that Long Gone Summer documentary was well, really cool by ESPN. Um, Sammy Sosa is uh, a weird dude is what I got out of that. <laughs> that dude is strange. Yeah. Sammy Sosa is something now that will haunt my fucking nightmares. And I'd rather not even talk about I, it. I think I said it he on looks a podcast. Like a like one of our first ones, I was like, Sammy Sosa is a scary looking dude. Really <laughs> like, yeah. Sammy Sosa is pure fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah. He, if they, if they were to reboot the Leprechaun franchise, I want Sammy Sosa in it. <laughs> Come out with a cork bat. Sammy Sosa is fucking terrifying, man. I, I, can we talk about something else? <laughs> <laughs> nightmares. So I think it's a unanimous no. Uh, you know, 400. You know. Now, someone wants to go out and hit 80 dingers in 60 games. What, like so, I said, what do you somebody say, what do you hit 74 th- home runs in 60 games. I'll remove out my bottom two what ribs and I'll suck my own dick. I see, I see, I see Sammy Sosa got you hot and bothered, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody does it, then they earned it. They earned it. I'll, and I'll, what, I'll what, do it. Bringing it back, <laughs> what's an impressive amount of home runs hit in 60 games? 25? Uh, the, if somebody hits if somebody hits 27 or 28, I would be impressed. I, yeah. So here's what I'm thinking. You got 60 games. Let's just say that probably averages out to an average to a starter probably averaging around four at bats. You're talking about 240 at bats. What you're saying, what you guys are saying is you're talking about a guy hitting a home run about every eight at bats. It ain't gonna happen. I think 20 home runs is probably gonna be your best power hitters right around there. Because you're talking at that point, you're talking one out of every 12 at-bats, which is a fucking great clip to go at. One out of every 12 at-bats. That's one, maybe one out of every three games. So, That's a 50 home run who, season who, in a normal baseball season. I guess who led home runs last year? Was it Bellinger? I think it was Pete Alonso. I think it was Polar Bear. Like 55. Yeah, I think it was Polar Bear. How many at-bats did he have? I guess, you know, I guess that's a, a way yeah, to kind so, of compare. So, 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 Pete, so Pete Alonso... 53 dongs last year. Um, and I'm pulling up the stats right here. Pete Alonso. Hit 597 think, at bats. Yeah, I so think Mike's pretty much on track. 597 divided by It's like 11, 11 that's, at bats. Every 11 at bats. And so, so that, that's what I'm saying. you you got to mm-hmm. figure in that. You're talking about probably right. your top-tier guys are maybe going to hit. Well, fuck, dude. People go on tears all the time. So, you know, if somebody gets hot, I could see maybe well, you, you could be maybe a 25. You but see, I don't think you'll you see, see more than 25. Pitchers getting rocked this year, too. Not as much prep time. You know, I, True, but you, I, I just – for the home runs thing, I don't, if anybody hits over 25, I'll be fucking impressed. I, I, I agree. Yes, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think – But I don't, I don't think anybody will. I think 20 – I think you're right with 20 is going to be kind of that magic number for your power hitters this year for your big guys. Yeah. So, Barry Bonds for – his uh, best baseball player ever. His Miles. 73 home run season, a home run every six and a half at bats. Yeah, look at uh, Barry Bonds on base percentage that season. Uh, his on base percentage is a 515. Uh, <laughs> and the next uh, season is uh, a 582. Okay. Yeah, just yeah, so yeah, we're clear, yeah, yeah. that means, yeah, he's, Two, he's getting on base like every other time. 2004. His on base percentage was a six oh nine. I think he loved it. <laughs> I think he loved the league and walks too. Three out of five. That means he gets five at bats. He's on base uh, three times. He's two thousand four. He was intentionally walked one hundred and twenty times. 
Is that the most though? That's not the most. Yeah, that is the most. Is that I thought I thought he got walked over two hundred times in a season. Yeah, one hundred and twenty and then sixty eight in two thousand two. One hundred and twenty three passes and what six hundred at bats? I mean you so would he feel got like walked twenty percent of the you time. Would, you would feel like such a gangster. He's like twenty percent of the time I'm just getting walked. Yeah. Yeah. Barry yeah. Bonds in the hall that's that's how freaking yes. good I am he's not in the Hall of Fame. He's yeah, the best crazy. baseball player of all time. That's just crazy. I, I, I agree. I, I think Barry Bonds is the Greatest baseball he is. Player. He's yeah. best. He's the most talented player to ever pick up. He would have been that without the shirts. Yeah, one hundred percent. He was lethally hurt. He wasn't leading the league, but he was. He was stealing 40, 50 bags. You know, hitting 35, 40 home runs. Oh yeah, over hundred RBIs, over hundred runs, hitting over three hundred Gold Gloves MVPs. Fuck that, dude. One, What's the guy in the hall? I don't give a shit. Seven MVPs. I mean, seven MVPs, and this guy's not in the fucking Hall of Fame because he took steroids when he turned forty. Oh yeah, 40. and he leads the entire MLB seven in home runs. Eight-time Gold Glover, twelve-time Silver Slugger. <laughs> hey, what was his last year? His last year in the league. How many home runs did he hit? And what was his age? Uh, let's see. His uh, so sorry, computer's running a little slow. So two thousand seven. He hits 28 dongs. He was, what, 43, 42? Uh, 2007, he would have been 42. How many, 42, how many ABs did he have? 477. Just so we're clear, that's good for what? Second on the Royals last year? 480 on base That's good for first on the Royals last year. I guarantee you the OVP. But you're talking about a guy that would have finished second in home runs on the Royals last year at the ripe age of 42. At, at 42. Yeah. I don't give a shit that that he took steroids. I understand the man cheated, and it's going to help him hit the ball further, but it's not going to help him put the bat on the ball. Yeah, steroids don't make your hand-eye contact. You got, you got to be a, coordination. You got to be a good baseball. No, player. He has a good fucking baseball. Player. <laughs> That's what it comes yeah. down to. You, you know who's not a good baseball player? Me. And yeah, that's, that, that's all. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I still I I do have hits off college pitching in my little league days. I have done it. So, uh, just, just want to make that clear. I can't. Uh, I can't. <laughs> I, knew, so I, I, knew, think, I think I've hit off of him, too. Actually. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I have. I knew what you were going to go with right there, and I knew it was coming. But fuck, I was not ready for that. Absolutely, it, I have. It, it happened. So, um, matter of fact, a couple of college pitchers. So, um, okay, fucking big shot. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty yeah. much. Uh, I took one off of uh, Brian Young. He, a 94-mile-an-hour fastball off the elbow. That sucked. Is that why your legs don't work? <laughs> <laughs> That's where it all started. <laughs> the weenus connects the fibula. I mean, we're all, you know. Wow. You're like a tarantula. <laughs> Learn something new every day. No, we. we His we, legs are steel. We, we love our college college athletes. So, um, like, uh, the NBA announces its uh, comeback schedule. Everybody's going to play eight games for seeding, and then they're, they're going to go straight into the playoffs. Um, I, I think the Lakers have got the best shot to win. Um, with with LeBron and Anthony Davis, LeBron, you tell you He's, know a few guys have opted out of uh, of coming back to play. If I'm on LeBron's team and I'm opting out, I'm never playing basketball again because LeBron's going to excommunicate me from the league. Lebr- LeBron, <laughs> LeBron is gonna go on a tear, dude. He's fully red. I mean, as soon as LeBron gonna... came out and said. This will not dampen our message. We need to get back to playing basketball. The whole league should have said, when do we fucking start? Where do I sign? But for some reason, Kyrie Irving, Irving you know. Thinks- How fucking crazy is that Game of Zones episode? Did you watch, Did you no, ever watch Game no, of Zones? No. So in Game of Zones, in like the second to last episode of Game of Zones or something, Kyrie Irving is trying to make his own basketball league. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's actually trying to do that. Like, what a dick shit, man. I love yeah, Kyrie yeah. Irving. He's one of my favorite point guards. The dude just has fucking sauce. 
love him. But, man, he's fucking stupid. Well, I think a lot of the players came out and said they're like, if LeBron wants to play, we're just – we're going to play. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, like, literally, yeah. Like, one, I think Lou Williams was like, yeah, yeah. the king has spoken. Yeah. So yeah. We need to get back to like, If Kyle Kuzma comes out and says, no, I don't want to play for fear of coronavirus, Kyle Kuzma's playing in New Zealand. Kyle Co- Kuzma looks like June Tao from Rush Hour. He's got blonde <laughs> hair. I shit you not. He does. I'm not going to argue with that because that actually is pretty accurate. percent he's June Tao. I'm, I'm convinced of it. I – yeah, so I, I mean, can't wait for the NBA to get started up at the end of July. The NHL just had their draft lottery, and a team that's in the playoffs is going to pick first. We just found out. I think everybody's jaw hit the I, I'm still trying to process all this, that you had the number one pick. I mean, you had the smallest of chances that somebody out of that top eight or top seven, whatever it was, was going to sneak in from that playoff round into those first eight picks. And then it happens, and then we're sitting here. Okay, number eight's gone, seven's gone, six, all the way down. It's like, this is going to happen where they're going to get the number one overall pick, and they're going to be a playoff team. That, to me, I think it's amazing because the fact that it happened and it should not have happened, like the chances were so slim, and now we're here with it, and I love it. If If you're a billionaire, can you play the lottery? Absolutely. Yeah, why the fuck not? You know, I think we should just let all teams in the lottery. I Why not? I'm on, a, I'm on a big freedom push right now. I, so fuck it. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to the merits of uh, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and because they won the Super Bowl, you get to pick first. No. I'll listen to that. Yeah. No, <laughs> well, but what I'm saying, well, no. You're, I'm not going to give it to them because they win, but if we're in a lottery and there's a .001% whatever, I don't give a shit. That's fair. Everybody has a shot. It's a lottery. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm open to that. See, what, what happens then is you um, – you discourage teams from tanking. And I think that's that's becoming more and more of an issue, especially in baseball. How many teams were actively trying to win the World Series in baseball last year? <laughs> Not <Ten>. the Royals. <laughs> no. You're crazy. Maybe, maybe I can teams. assure you 30 teams are trying to win it this year because 60 games means it's anybody's World yeah. Series. Yeah, it's, yeah this year's, year out the window. Yeah. I mean, fuck that, dude. Let's go, Royals. Call up all those pitchers. Let's just rotate them there, out. There is a good chance. That a team under 500 is going to make the MLB playoffs. Yes, which happens a lot in, in basketball and sometimes in hockey, but it doesn't happen in baseball, and it rarely happens in football. I know Mike and I have talked about it. The Royals have done good this off season. Absolutely, they've they've got some they good talent. That was the smartest thing they did because Dayton looked like I mean um, looked like like he sold them. No, like he cares about the minor league players because he knows it's it's, it's a reason why you love the Royals. Yeah, hundred percent. That's why we got the fucking now, best players. The fact they're going to get in and they're going to be able to watch porn because Dayton's going to give him a lecture on why porn's bad. <laughs> but you know, I think it's a it's a risk you're willing to take. You just watch it on mute. I think, and I think that goes to show that even in the the small market team that Kansas City is, that the 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 love of the game comes first for Dayton and for that organization, which is great. Like I said, they go out and they have a great draft, and then because of everything that happened with Dayton and paying the players and not waiting for somebody else to do it first, they signed four of the top five undrafted free agents, and. What I love about all of our undrafted free agents is they're all a bunch of big guys. That catcher can drop fucking deep, they, dude. He was not fucking around. They've got some some talent pitching, some talent hitting. Like I think that sped up our future. rebuild, and I think that it will probably help us. I think the Royals with date more. I'm not stuck on the Royals of old where it's going to take us 30 years to get back to the championship. I think we're looking at it. I think Dayton Moore is a guy that's going to keep us competitive every few years. 
a yeah. couple down years, rebuild the farm system, get a couple of homegrown guys that come up, trade off some talent, win a World Series, go to the playoffs, whatever, be competitive for a few years, and then we kind of yeah, sink I, back I, down I, into obscurity, get better. But he's not going to let us wait 30 years. This is no. like three – You got what? I like every like five to seven years I think is yeah. a realistic mm-hmm. – uh, timeline there and it's i mean that's the reality of major league baseball because you don't have a hard salary cap so you're not going to win on free agency because you're in a small market town um now will new owner john sherman open up the paycheck a little more than the glass family did i don't think so but he could um you know so so you've got to be creative in ways to win and the cheap way to win is through the draft it's no different than the nfl um, so you, you've got to be able to. Uh, I think to, the only sport where you ever. win outside of who you draft is the NBA. Yeah, the NBA. Yeah. Well, and you look at the Royals, and in the next three to four years, which would put right in that window of let's get competitive again, you're going to have a full rotation of guys that have just been drafted or signed in the past two to three years. That's gonna. I mean, that's gonna happen. Our, our pitching staff's gonna be up in two years I, I, at the latest. And, and you I, and I, I think they're gonna be up next season. Mike, you and I loved the Asia Lacy. Asa Lacy's a Asa Lacy at, monster. At three. That guy's gonna be good. I, you yeah. know, I don't know if he'd get his stuff by me, but I mean, <laughs> ninety six coming off a of lefty, <sighs> nothing. I did see uh, the the people talking about just bringing Singer up this year as the number five. Yeah, that's in like that. 60 games. I, I don't see any point not to because a guy like Singer was already supposed to come up this year mm-hmm. at the halfway point. We were talking about if he played well in the minors this year that we would call him up when it was time to start calling prospects up. So if that's the case, then fuck it, man. Let's just get him up there. Okay, we still have the best player, though, on that team, you get, you Whit Merrifield. What's, I mean, what's the risk there? Okay, you put him in there, you don't make the playoffs. They got experience. Yeah. I mean, maybe they burn out, whatever. You gotta, yeah, maybe you they be lose careful confidence. about confidence. And yeah, I mean, like you can't, you can't just throw young, young players who haven't played in the MLB at, you know, even minor league AAA baseball. You can't just throw them right in the fire. But some of them who've had some experience. Brandon Finnegan fucking pitched say, in the college world series and the regular world series. I was going to say, the way Finnegan came in. Throw the ball, throw the fucking ball. And, and the those way players came in want the playoffs. That, but you, you, you made the point, though. You see it every time. These guys get burnt out too quick, you know what I mean? Oh, they, yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. But so you got to be careful. But I, I think you can use it as more I, 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 a practice year if you're not going to make the playoffs. I think there's some excitement there for the Royals. So and and oh, yeah. this year and the next coming years, and I think it started with you know the draft process from the past couple of years. Like they're going to put together a competitive team. And if our to make sure didn't fuck it sucks so bad, we would maybe be an all right. Dude, team. we got Gordo. Our pitching staff sucks, and our outfielders suck. Gordo, dude, they're awful. You know, and you, you think about all these young pitchers coming up, and then... I think I could beat Gordon on a the race. Then you've got Bobby Wood Jr. <laughs> yep. Down in the minors, too. A guy that could be a cornerstone shortstop for third baseman, wherever he ends up, or outfield. I mean, our, our infield could be just Move absolutely disgusting. Uh, Nicky Lopez is there. Nicky Lopez didn't do a lot. Yeah, I mean, he could be I think he's... <laughs> a beast. I think he's okay. I'm still, I still love Dozier at third. Dozier third. I like Dozier at third. Ryan O'Hearn or Ryan Mike loves O'Hearn. First. <laughs> I'm not against O'Hearn. A lot of metrics support O'Hearn as a as a batter. He had good exit velocity. A lot of the a lot of the it was just bad luck, supposedly, that he hit like fucking two oh nine. But eh, you know, maybe I'm just reading too much supportive royal shit that's like, yeah, he sucked, but he hit the ball hard at people. Uh, the 
The season's going to be crazy. The Marlins and Mariners could be in it until the very last week of the season. Um, I hope. I hope one thing we see is I want Salvi to move to first. He's gonna have to. His body oh, God, he yeah. So he's move Salvi to first, down. and then get up fucking MJ Melendez or whatever, or hopefully this big power bat that we just got. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is he a Texas Tech. Is yeah, one? yeah, Texas Tech. I believe for the catcher, or is that our pitcher? I don't know. So I think our asked. pitcher was one of the pitchers Somebody from uh, Texas, Texas Tech, Tech sometime. Tech I think right. one of the free agent pitchers was yeah. Texas Tech. The catcher was LSU, I believe. But Yeah, the catcher was LSU, and we also got the uh, the top high school arm. I think well. we have three of the top. We got the best college pitcher, and we got the best high school pitcher. Uh, yeah. I don't even know how that happens, but I'm fucking thankful it did. I just – I'm thankful. I think we, I think we should move Witt to center, Mondesi to – I mean, this is much like in the future, but – Melinda's at catcher, Salvi at first, Modesty at second, Witt at short, Dozier at third. You got uh, – did I say Witt at second? Bobby Witt. But yeah, yeah, Bobby Witt. Yeah, that's Witt weird. Merrifield out in the center. And then really you just got those two outfield spots to worry about, but you got guys like Kyle Isabel that are in the minor league system. Yeah, I, He's a great well, well, I think we should hold on Solaire. Yeah, but Solaire, you won't be able to. I, I don't. I don't think we hold on to Solaire past this past this year. We right? might not if if he hits forty eight homers again or whatever he did. <laughs> yeah, he, he won't be a royal. He's but. a fucking monster, man. It'd be tight if we could hang on to him because I just throw him in the DH yeah. spot because he's the other thing. He's shit in the outfield. Being in the small <laughs> yeah. market, when guys hit their value and you know you're not gonna be able to resign them. Trade him. Trade him. Trade him. Whit should have been traded. Well, yeah, and check this out. Yeah, but Whit Merrifield- trade deadline's August thirty first. Get Whit, ready because you'll find out this year what Dayton Moore's idea is. Whit Merrifield's contract is very team friendly. Yes, he took a good contract for the Royals. I think it. Well, it's like it's something stupid. It's, like I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. Well, that was after friendly because it was it was very friendly already, and then they restructured it, re-signed him, and it is still. I, I want to say he's only. Is it like four? I think four it's four million. I think four, four point five. Four million for yeah, like the next like four years, sixteen million dollar contract. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you, Wit. I'm, I'm cool with holding on to it. Yeah, keep Thanks, I, Witt. Yeah, Wit, you can hit two fifty, and I'm all right with that. We're paying you four million dollars a year, and he's under contract. I shit you not until 2023. Yep. Yeah, he signed last year. Yeah, that was the dumbest contract. I, Wit, if you're listening, man. You I are love you. who advises but, you. God, you're hanging out with Scotty but, Pippen. I mean, I was gonna say, yeah. At the end of the end, <laughs> shit, that's a Pippen contract. At, at the end of the day, though, I mean, man, you know, I, I've always, uh, why not take a? I mean, four million dollars is a shitload of money. Yeah, if you're happy, you're right? Four million. Well, I, I just like a guy like LeBron James. You know, he signs for the supermax, whatever, thirty-five million dollars a year. Blah blah. This guy's making hundreds of millions of dollars from sponsors and all kinds of other shit. Why not just fucking sign for the league minimum and get some better players on your team? If you really just want to win games. <laughs> because they're going to get him pocket. better players no matter what. They're going to But it'd be a lot easier to get, you know, another guy in if you weren't Yeah, players. right, right. But if no. you're making, I mean, hundreds of millions. I mean, LeBron also does a lot of, you know, work with the money that mm-hmm. he gets. And I understand, you know, yeah. if you're going to be a big philanthropist, then you're going to want as much money as possible because you feel that you can spend money better than – you know, other people, which is fine. I mean, LeBron's doing an awesome thing. He made a fucking school. He's getting people to college. I, I'm a big LeBron guy. So I, I just, I've always just thought of stuff like that. Like when I sign, like when I'm doing my careers or whatever on like MLB The Show and this shit like that, shit. I always take like a low salary because <laughs> I'm like, cool, I'll be able to afford better plans. Then. Like I don't give a shit. But I don't settle I for anything less than my value. 
<laughs> that's why I side for the league minimum because yeah, I know yeah. what my real value yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, that's why I'm 54 overall. 60 game sprint to the playoffs in baseball. It's going to be fun. Cool thing happened in the PGA. Well, not necessarily a cool thing, an interesting thing. So, Matt Wallace, you know, um, typically on Thursday and Friday, guys playing groups of three, mm-hmm. right? His two playing partners, Denny McCarthy and Bud Colley, uh, both withdrew because they have coronavirus. So he played his round. Matt Wallace played his round by himself. Today. <laughs> That's crazy. So, but the PGA. How did he shoot? Uh, he posted a two over seventy-two. What a loser! So golf by yourself and shoot shitty. Obviously, didn't help him out. Um, and Phil Mickelson qualifies for the U.S. Open. The 50-year-old man. Yep. He shot a 63. Yes, he did. He lit up the scoreboard. <laughs> My fantasy golf team is very happy about that. And uh, the PGA is back in business. What shot to you is better that we've seen so far? Uh, the Rory over the trees or Bryson's 453-yard drive? DeChambeau's <laughs> drive. <laughs> that, that's not even normal, dude. That was. I can, I can buy this MD club that like shoots the ball for me. And I'm just gonna set it to Bryson DeChambeau level and just hopefully it knocks it. Well, because I think yesterday, yards. I think yesterday he hit one for like 383 or something, and that not was not even a machine and can that do was, that. That was <laughs> such a great shot, and people were amazed at it. And then he comes out today and 453 yard bomb. I don't off think the tee. that'll ever happen again with anybody else. I love watching that guy on the team. I don't. Yeah, I mean that's just that. I mean, like a little machine thing can't even. Punch the ball just, that far. That's like insane. Yeah, I, I don't know. Hey, what degree is your driver? Just curious. Oh, you know, I don't remember. Mine's a nine and a half or a ten and a half. It's one of the two. One's a ten. And the a only half. reason why I bring that up is because Bryson DeChambeau's is a five and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, just so we're fucking clear, this guy's basically in with a fucking flat face. Just he, he's out there with a two by four, just fucking hitting ropes. Maybe man. that's what I need to try. <laughs> He it actually, may help me. Yeah, he actually did it past Penn High today on number nine. The 389-yard dog leg. And he's, uh, the uh, quote here from Golf.com says, quote, uh, Golf's newest longest driver pulled the big stick on the 380-yard, 389-yard dog leg right before four and, quote, sent an absolute missile straight into the green where John Rahm was still putting. <laughs> God. Wait, was that today's or yesterday's shot? Uh, that was, uh, I guess, yesterday. Yesterday, yeah, because yeah. yesterday's was about 383. Did you guys see Phil's chip in out of the bunker? That was pretty smooth. No, it's today's shot, 428 yards. Yeah, and, today. Made, and made bogey. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, yeah, that's right. He's, he's still oh bogey the hole. If I hit a ball 430 freaking yards and I bogey the hole. I'm not saying that I could hit a ball 430 yards because I can't. But I'm saying that I've hit an amazing drive on a hole that was like way further than I've ever hit a ball, like in the middle of the fairway, like one of the greatest shots of my life, and still bogeyed a hole. The he, difference is, he's a professional fucking golfer. I mean, he now let, let's let's be real. He did get help from the cart path. It rolled about a hundred yards on the cart path. <laughs> oh shit! All right, well. <laughs> Now I'm but, out. I'm taking credit for it, though. I'm just oh, like, yeah, absolutely. I cranked that some bitch. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> it goes in the stat book. Yeah, when, I, when I hit my drive 80 yards and it bounces 20 more, I I, I brag about it. It's a seat 10 cut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Beats him with it's a 7 iron, hits it down the road. Yeah. <laughs> do what you got to do.
Well, we're out of time. So thanks for listening to the Wakey Wakey Eggs and Bakey podcast. We will see you next time.